Off the ball. GAA. Finals are for winning, obviously. But players need to be able to enjoy it afterwards and relax after it and not have it in their head. Oh, we've got a game in three days' time. Join in the obsession. Subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join. Off the ball. Breakfast. With Optimum Nutrition. There's more of you in you. Unlock it with the world's number one sports nutrition brand. Yeah, obviously, like, super disappointed with the performance. You know, I think the first half was, you know, not anything we anticipated and we felt we didn't really do the simple things well at all. So, you know, pick up your runner off a corner. That's a simple thing. Take care of the ball. We, we gave it away very cheaply we'd, we'd slow decision making we were playing passes into crowded areas straight balls giving it away back up and then you know pick, not picking up the overload in, in the midfield so these are simple things that you can affect whether you know Fatty has to come out or whether Diane has to come in they're not really related to that they're not related to whether you're in a back four or your back five or back three they're the simple things that you have to do well and I feel that we didn't we definitely didn't do them um, well in the, the first half second half was a bit better um, you see that we changed it but we changed that to get the two strikers on I think you know Kira and Emily gave us a good um, good partnership Emily very good debut you can see and there's, there's more to come from her but they allowed us to hold the ball up and to play a bit better and yeah but we gave ourselves way too much to do from the first half um, you know Wales are also a quality team probably like for like us in terms of profile of players in terms of the level they play at in terms of the leagues that they play and so it was never going to be easy tonight um, and you know Wales have a lot of experience playing in um, League A Germany Denmark Iceland so you know they're a good solid team um, we feel we had a really positive performance in Italy maybe there's a little bit of lag from that game in terms of how we had to manage players loads and fatigues and injuries so but look there's no excuses it was just wasn't like where it should have been um, and we just didn't do the simple things well enough especially in the first yeah so uh, pretty straightforward from Eileen Gleeson we weren't good enough maybe to work a, how important is it Nathan was making the point are we overreacting is it only friendly um, well it was a good time for it to happen if ever there was a good time to have a poor performance and um, it certainly was that I suppose it was a difficult one to kind of pinpoint what actually went wrong because you would think okay it was maybe the Denise O'Sullivan factor but also she was missing on Friday in Italy and they did they coped okay without her I think losing Ifahi right before kickoff probably threw them a little bit maybe um, she was so solid on Friday and you know they were missing that I think kind of commanding presence at the back and they got that when Louise came on at half time uh, Kathleen made the point that it was hard to put your finger on what exactly went wrong in the first half or who was to blame. But when you hook Kiernan and Barrett at half time, does that point to the idea that I think Beeson blames them for a little bit of the disjointedness in the first half? Um, I think there was always going to be changes. I suppose when there's when you're two 0 down against a lower round team, and um, I think the obvious obvious players are, are attackers that you, you mix it up um, I think she took Diane Caldwell off as well um, at the back too she was injured the, I think was she? Um, was she I don't yeah she, yeah she got a, she got a stamp just before the half so could, that could have been them she looked like she was moving very like wobbly she would she could run when she had to run but apart from that she wasn't really trying to get up involved in the play at all so I was glad to see her go off 
Yeah, and I think, yeah, I mean, I thought we, we I thought Barrett actually did pretty well. We we just didn't utilise her pace, I think, enough. You know, the balls we were giving up to her weren't, um, you know, playing to her strengths and that. So I think, in a way, she may have been a little bit unlucky to, to come off and we just didn't get much going up the left side. So obviously then, um, you know, Kieran was the victim in that case too. Was that due to what Wales were doing on that left side? Because it's so clear that Ireland have uh, a talisman and other teams, kind of like Italy did last week, do try and, I guess, put a lot of attention on a McCabe on that side of the pitch. And when you're playing close to the sideline, it's probably easier to do that as well. So is, is that what Wales, is that, is, should we be crediting Wales for how they managed to handle that threat? Or, or Yeah, I think they us? really targeted our left side, actually. I think they really, they their overlaps were, or sorry, their fullbacks were overlapping um, all day. And, um, you know, one of the goals came from that. It was um, Roberts crossed it in their left back then, would have finished it. And yeah, I think they did just, they seemed to just get more joy up the right side. I don't know if that was, an, um, you know, a part of their game plan or not. Um, maybe, you know, with, with a new player, like obviously we changed it up having Kiernan coming on in the left, but maybe that was part of their game plan or just maybe that's how the game kind of, the, the flow of the game went. But definitely it was an area I think we, we had a lot more joy attacking up our right and um, same with them, they had joy attacking up their right. Not, not to labour the point or anything, but like you mentioned there, the ball maybe to, to Barrett wasn't, amazing and the service she was getting wasn't ideal for her type of game. Do you think that she will be able to bring something to the Eileen Gleeson system that works or do you think she's always going to struggle to justify her place in the team? Yeah, it depends what the system is. Because at the moment, we don't know, um, you know, how they're going to play. It was obviously four at the back for um, against Italy, and same again for the first half last night. But we weren't even sliding balls through. Like there wasn't a one-three ball in the first half, and I suppose it does come back a little bit to to missing Denise. You know, she's the one who really does always link up between midfield and and uh, forwards. So um, for sure, we were missing that kind of creative, I think, um, energy because although the girls in midfield worked really hard, I think that kind of uh, creative spark was slightly and it came a bit more in the second half because Jessu went into the 10 role and she kind of managed to link up play I thought a little bit better um, in that case but yeah there was definitely just that final killer ball was missing last night Jessu was interesting talking about moving into that position last night after the game because uh, the big question mark is Denise Sullivan has never missed an international camp before this is the first time we've never actually had to deal with the problem of not having her in that position she's gone off injured yes but We've still had her for large, significant portions of games. And Jessie was asked about it afterwards. Does she think it's something that she could go into? And she said she actually prefers it as a position. She's far more comfortable there. On an Irish setup, it's always going to be difficult to, to plant someone like Denise O'Sullivan. You're always going to want her in there. But I do wonder if that's something that we can utilise a little bit more in games where we are looking for more of a creative energy to come on and as Sue improves and hopefully gets more time with West Ham she can become that player because she What position is it? Is it 8 or 10? 10 normally Okay Yeah that's, um, that's her preferred Can we get them both in the team? I think so I just think it'll probably be in different positions to what she wants to play it would probably be something similar to what we saw last night in the first half for where Jessu was playing uh, I thought she linked up really well with Heather Payne and something I said this morning when I was chatting to Karen that I think that that is something that Ireland really should focus on is building that relationship between the two of them because Jessu has really good hold up play she can hold on to a ball which gives Heather enough time with her pace to run into the space hopefully created by Jess and 
create those goal scoring opportunities, which we know Heather is good at taking. I mean, she laboured up at the top of the pitch for long enough for us without getting any goals because the service of balls were so bad. But I think there is a potential for us to take some of the focus off that left side, off Katie and put it on that right side if those two can develop a partnership. And maybe it's something that with Carusa in there more regularly, if she does become that player that she has been the focal point for Ireland, that they're then focusing on getting those balls into her. But that was like one of the only things I took away from that first half in particular was those two linking up. And it was just always that final pass or... There was a couple of times where, to be fair to Jessu, the ball just ran out over the end line, but she did everything possible to get it back. Um, so that's something that I thought we could look at. Yeah, and it was that kind of night where just things didn't seem to go wrong. You know, yeah, like you said, Jessu dribbled it over the line one time, then Kieran did the same thing moments later. So it seemed to be nearly infectious, the kind of sloppiness that ran through the team. And it's hard like that, like we were saying at the start, it is hard then to pinpoint it because it's kind of like the momentum, just that's the way the game is going. And um, they just weren't able to get out of that rut until half time came. And then mm-hmm. I think whatever was said in the dressing room worked a little bit, at least. I thought the first half of the second half, Ireland were a lot more improved, but obviously didn't get the end product. I think if you split it up into different areas and acknowledge that on the night, no one performed well, no one, but also no one person really deserves the credit for pulling the whole thing apart. If you look at defensively, we we were stripped of our regulars that we know and trust. Wales, in my mind, clearly targeted crossing balls into the box because we didn't have that aerial thrash of Denise, or, uh, Louise Quinn in there to stop and head out those balls. And then she came on the pitch and within about five minutes she cleared about five balls with her head. I expected Caitlin Hayes to be a bit stronger in that because that's the sort of role that she said she wants to play on the team. I think if you bring back Fahi Quinn, even Mannion into that, all we're definitely a lot stronger defensively. Then you look at midfield and you're missing, you know, a creative player like Denise O'Sullivan. Sinead Farley as well is someone else that Karen suggested could go into that 10 role if she's back and she's fit. Now, she's never probably going to fo- play a full 90 minutes for us, so we do need to have those options. Rusha Littlejohn, really impressive last yeah, night. Yeah, she was really good. She's only person who was properly pressing in midfield, is that fair yeah. to say? Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know... I saw online somewhere it was kind of like they're they're doing a lot but they're going nowhere basically was what, you know, the midfield just seemed to be, they were working hard but they just seemed to be that kind of step off every time, you know, and um, they had really, really um, experienced players in their ways, you know, um, with England and uh, James and then Fishlock used to tuck in as well. Mm. So like they each have over 100 caps. So it was hard, I, I think a little bit maybe of... I don't know, was it inexperience or lack of leadership or what it was, but we just couldn't get it together. And, you know, at times you just thought maybe we should have kind of just tucked in and stayed defensively solid for a few minutes and try to keep a hold of the ball and and work from there. But it just just wasn't their day, I think. So that bit does matter in terms of being a friendly. It's that um, they weren't at it from the start, even though notwithstanding all the, the absentees that you're talking about, Kathleen, like that would concern you? Or again, is part of that like... Uh, if this, if there was three points on offer for that, then the atmosphere would have been different. Katie McCabe would have been more into the game. Yeah, I mean, she definitely wasn't wasn't in the game at all, um, really, last night. But I think um, 
it's worrying just in that not much had changed from Italy um, in terms of tactics and formation and that, yet it seemed like completely it's different. It's so easy for Wales to pick it apart. Yeah, they just, um, you know, and Wales, I think they're experiencing in League A, although they, they weren't successful, they only got one point um, in their six games, but they were playing at such a higher level than we were over the course of the autumn. Like, we were playing against a lot lower ranked um, teams where you know we had all you know it all went our way really um, and obviously the test against Italy I thought was good and I thought would have been a good stepping stone and to prepare us for the Wales game but it just wasn't the case But it's like the way we played against Italy went totally out of our heads last night in that against Italy we were mature on the ball there wasn't a lot of rushing we were happy to build up to retain the ball yes Wales pressed us but Italy are technically more gifted than that Welsh team. We made Wales look, not world class, but we made them look very, very good. And not to take any credit away from them, they totally deserve the result and they got everything right against us. But they're not as good as they looked last night. And I, I don't know, was it that we had a false sense of where we were at after that Italy game and we thought it would just naturally come to us? There was definitely some mentality there that wasn't there on Friday I think because as you say there was so little that had really changed between the two days or the two games and that's the thing that really worries me because yeah exactly it's I think maybe I don't know whether it's a case of management to look at that and see how they prepared did they do anything differently within the camp or you mm. know just it could be small margins like how they, they were prepared for it I, I don't know you know one thing that Karen pointed out this morning, which I thought was quite interesting, I hadn't really thought about. She said that normally when you're on a pitch and you have a few more experienced players. So but if you look at that midfield and the forward line, probably Roosh is the most experienced player in there, but normally you would have a couple more. And with how many people are either coming back into the camp after long-term injuries or else they're quite young and just starting out their experience in Ireland... She was wondering, was it a case of it was difficult for the more senior players to really get in people's faces and be like, come on, like we need someone needs to stand up here and someone needs to really change this because this is just like not acceptable. And you saw Katie get frustrated once or twice, but she wasn't shouting at players the way she normally would be. And I didn't really notice the team communicating in the way we got accustomed to during the World Cup. I lost count of the amount of times I saw different players shouting at each other but it was all to help them and keep them motivated wasn't a whole lot of that last night yeah, that I noticed it did seem very disjointed like they weren't really kind of hunting in packs they were you know maybe the, the forwards are going and then followed again like two seconds later by midfield whereas it should be all done in one movement and it just yeah like you said maybe it was that kind of lack of senior players on the pitch I do think that um, not having Nephi or Louise Quinn are both you know on the pitch um, really did impact us in, in the first half because I can't remember a game like going back to the I'd say at least 15 years you know before um, either of those weren't um, on the pitch and starting and playing 90 minutes so you had 50 odd caps yeah Uh, what's the difference between a qualifier and a friendly there shouldn't be much difference but I suppose there is really when you you know like honestly uh, yeah there's um, obviously at the start of your career early on every single cap matters but like cap 47 a friendly against Wales it's kind of a bit miserable are you as into it as um, uh, a World Cup qualifier 
Well, it's hard to know. I mean, I think but it's... But a bit even just about the communication with each other. You're not killing each other if someone makes a mistake. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think I always probably did. Right. But uh, yeah, I know in fairness, like it's, I suppose, yeah, the points weren't weren't on the line and, um, you know, the stakes weren't that high. But at the same time, and I mentioned it, there's just such competition in, this, in the team now that like that players themselves know that if they don't perform, there'll be someone else taking their place and that alone... Can I ask you about you that know, though? I, that doesn't seem to be totally the case we seem to know eight of our starters nine of our starters yeah I would I would go with that but then you know you have those two or three spots up up for grabs and when players are so versatile and they can move around you know you do end up having a, a defender competing with a midfielder or, or um, you know with a defender or um, a forward as well so yeah, it's all, I think every player does have feel that pressure to perform, but it just, yeah, like I said, it just didn't seem to be there, that the kind of urgency wasn't there last night and it was in the second half when there were two goals down. Yeah. You know. Okay. I think, I think the amount of players that are returning does throw the starting team into question a little bit more. During the World Cup, we were generally pretty certain about the starting 11. There might have been one or two not even one I mean Rusha and how fit she was was probably one of the big questions for a lot of it whether Lucy Quinn would come into the side was always a big question Um, and obviously we saw Rusha have probably one of the tournaments of her life in the end and Lucy Quinn becoming a really important figure Um, surprised we didn't see more of her actually over the course of this international window because I think she does as much as she's good she does need that time to develop into what her role is in the team I think the likes of Jessu coming back throws things up a little bit when Sinead Farley comes back in where where are these players going to lie and I, I what would you do what would your what would your starting 11 be certainly that front six I think off the basis of how Jessu has played over the last couple of days and what I've seen from her at West Ham, I would give her a starting position. I still think in terms of that front player, Carusa has earned her stripes at the moment. I don't know, have Leanne or Amber done enough, but also we haven't seen enough of either of them. You know, Amber is quite difficult to watch her play over in um, the women's interviews. Like you kind of have to watch very dodgy streams, so it can be difficult at times. And then Leanne just hasn't been playing for Liverpool. Apart from that, you'd obviously have Denise in there. I think... I'm not totally sure who I would have linking up with Katie on the left side. Yeah, it's kind of a wide open spot, I think. Um, She has been mixing it up between, obviously, Izzy and um, Leanne. Mm. And yeah, I thought... Izzy is probably um, ahead at the moment just on playing minutes. Yeah, and I I thought, um, you know, at the start last night, given that, um, you know, Leanne was going to be an inverted winger and that she would tuck in and kind of, I thought we'd see a lot more of Katie overlapping last night, um, just given, you know, like I said, that that Leanne would tuck in, but it just didn't seem to be the case. Whereas I think sometimes with with two left footers up that left side, you don't get the the overlapping as naturally as as you could have last night. But again, it just didn't seem to transpire that way. Mm. The glass half full... um, reflection on the last couple of games is that they had more possession last night than they did in the Italy game the Italians dominated the ball whereas Ireland dominated the ball last night just on percentages in League A Ireland are going to be 
uh, the, the non-dominant team when it comes to, to possession so at least there's that when it comes to the two performances the Italian one was better and yeah. that probably closer replicates what they're going to face over the next six games Yeah and it does go to our strengths you know like we, we have always been um, defensively solid when when we're playing teams higher ranked than us you know and we know then that we can just hit them on the counter and I do think yeah like sometimes when we're playing those teams who are ranked in and around us it, it can be difficult for us um, so yeah could, we could see kind of good performances hopefully um, the draw next Tuesday is just going to be so interesting to see mm. who we're lined up against and you know potential showdowns at the Aviva as well so it really should um, yeah should bring a lot kind of more interest in, in the team Um I kind of feel like we haven't piggybacked enough on the World Cup success, you know, not to see um, Talis hold out. Um, was a little bit disappointing in a way, but I, again, you know, we have to factor in it's, it's Tuesday night as well and the Aviva, when we had that big crowd, was a Saturday afternoon, so all that scheduling and stuff needs to be looked at if we are playing games in the Aviva, I think. You, you just imagine drawing Spain and having to go to the Aviva and watch Aitana Bonmati absolutely <laughs> rip us to shreds after last night. I would say I was half joking this morning that I would kind of just pay to watch her kick a ball around for 90 minutes and Spain could just take the points. But we'll be we'll be inclined to kick her early and often yeah. in a way that like last night it's Wales and Tala we're not no yeah it's fine but we're not going to I'm, no, well, that was the annoying thing about last night our physicality is normally really good but we were just letting players shove us off the ball consistently which would suggest right that the changes the injuries the late cry-offs and the friendly had more of an impact on than anything else and that's that's a, a, a learning curve for management is that you're going to have to fake it till you make it in these friendlies otherwise they're kind of pointless Potentially, yeah. But I've never noticed it being an issue for us before to be bullied like that by a team who should be relatively on par as to where we are and for us not to turn up. And I wonder, maybe it's just a symptom of the last couple of months and when you have played in front of 80,000 in the opening game of a World Cup, it's a very different feeling than having to go play a friendly against Wales and that's never something that we've had to contend with before. But... We were also able to do it in those Nations League games where I know qualification was on the line for League A, but... And an unbeaten record and uh, trying to get the new manager in. Like, there was there was a lot of stuff to play for. But there's also... That unbeaten record was still there and the public perception of this team going into the toughest qualification period that we're probably going to have. Uh, that stuff does matter? Yeah, well, we'll see. It certainly... It, it, it does... It is going to be a, an important uh, point of conversation if they were to lose a couple of games quickly. You'd be like, oh, this slide started not in the Italy game. And that, that Italian team beat Bamati and Spain last December as well. They're they also got hammered 5-1 by England last night. <laughs> Italy did? Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, right. Slot so woman Moyes scored her first ever England goal within six minutes. England's slightly better than us at football at the moment. Can, can we get Spain out. and Italy in the group or it doesn't go by standings? They will both be top seeds, right? Um, yeah, I'm not sure exactly uh, which pot they're in, but I'd actually love to see us we draw could get Spain, Spain and, like, and England. Yeah, I think we learn to rise to the top. Okay, yeah, not yet, so they could bring get it up. on. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maeve, good stuff. Thanks a million. Thanks. Matt. Off the ball breakfast with Optimum Nutrition, the official performance nutrition partners of the Gaelic Players Association and Leinster Rugby.